0: Payne County, Oklahoma. Happy February. One
1: and all. It is February. It is February. Let's go. What about that fake snow day we had last week? Uh,
0: Well, there's been two. I, I, I I used to be so, in my former life, as the president of Bishop Kelly High School, I used to be so good at predicting the weather.
1: In Tulsa. So I was talking to some of our construction guys. And one of the dudes, I said, "Why weren't you guys here yesterday?" And he said, "The highways were sort of frozen in Oklahoma City." Yeah,
0: and Tulsa, everyone but us.
1: And we're a desierto, a desert, so it just we just don't. Yeah. Get so a the lot last two,
0: the last two Tuesdays, uh-huh. we've shut down, which means like we canceled RCIA. We so we always you know we always have mass. I, I tell people it's the beauty of having your your priest live right across the parking lot.
1: But we like canceled,
0: you know everything else.
1: Why? You know what? You didn't cancel the ice melt. You need to put <laughs> a cancel on that. If we're gonna cancel, somebody said,
0: about it, uh, "Father, you need some concrete for your salt." I know. It's <laughs> like, a, well, they came and put it down on Monday. Who did? It,
1: we have a little, a little company that comes and does that. Oh my gosh! Don't make me get on a rant like you did last week on the reception of Holy Communion. That wasn't a rant. Oh it my was instructive. Gosh. No. Well, okay. Are people commenting <laughs> on it? A rantive, uh, instructive. It was not a rant. <clears throat> Are what peop- what it, was it? What people- was it then?
0: It was a. It was an instruction.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. It was a discourse. On a dialogue, an apologia. It
0: was a. It was a speech. It was a. Uh, It was a. um,
1: Did people change their ways? uh, I have no idea. I mean, I I gave some personal one on one instruction. I just told people, I was like, hey, listen here. Your tongue is out too far. Yes. Um, Or you made your hand a slot machine, please. Or you took Jesus instead of received it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. just Yeah, it was uh, this this, um, teaching on the liturgy. I, yeah, people have... Uh, we've gotten some shout-outs. I, I got a picture on the from... On social
0: media, on the Facebooks. I got a picture Twitters. from Mary of Avila.
1: Yeah? Her and Matt were driving to Mass. I had breakfast listen. with her
0: family yesterday. What? Yeah, they're cheating on you.
1: I don't really care about them anymore. <laughs> Michael, I care about you. But the other ones, who are they? We went I don't to even Just know.
0: Wafflin' and it was delish. Because
1: they are waffling. Shout-out to Just Wafflin'.
0: Okay, um... So last week we're we're continuing our walk through the mass, uh, which I think for us has been a lot of fun. I know I've learned I've learned some yeah. things. Um, did you know where? Do you know why we call it ordinary time?
1: Mm, okay, I, it's normally. I mean, I think in the in the old calendar they called it uh, like post Pentecost or post Christmas. Ordinary time. I'm not sure. Go ahead.
0: Ordinary. So uh, there we have some uh, some teenagers. Uh, in our parish shout out Tommy Cabine and Ben Wells oh um they have they make a little newsletter that they pass out once oh. a month at church yes. called the good news oh and then they have a podcast which is called the good news podcast they've get a lot of listeners uh i don't i don't know their listenership it's about 5 or 6 minutes yeah well i listen to it every week cuz i'm their pastor
1: and i oh. want
0: to both support them and you know see what see what's see going what, on see what kind of her-
1: heretical teachings they're getting. No, well they
0: they were talking about like ordinary time and i tommy tommy goes like uh, he says ordinary comes oh my gosh what was it now i even forget oh man but i had never heard it i had never heard that before which now i can't recall because every every sunday
1: every sunday in the church calendar had a name to it like uh quasimodo sunday
0: like ordinary was like a like a measurement of time like a so it's like the fourth Sunday, the fifth Sunday. I forget. Dang it! All right. Oh
1: well. Thanks for boring us today. That tears. was
0: super boring. I'm really sorry. Okay. okay so what so I
1: think reception what? of holy communion okay. we ended. Are we so we're good there? So well, okay. So after a person receives holy communion, I I think this is also. I don't know if we emphasized it last week because I forgot to listen to our podcast. But the when you receive I'm holy shaking communion, shaking my head. At you. you. You have to receive Holy Communion in front of the priest. You can't yeah. just, you know, when That's, I was a kid, they would Stop stepping step. to, the, yeah, don't step to the side. Well, that was, I was told when I was a kid. You put Jesus in your hand, and then you step to the and left. And I think or that right.
0: was meant to be like an efficiency thing, so that the next person, you know. But I think the day and age in which we live, because I think when we were kids, I mean, I, I don't really recall. I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. But, it's <laughs> you know, instances of like the Eucharist being, stolen, uh, or, or, you know, or desecrated. And really the first time I'd heard about it was whenever that was probably 10 years ago now, over in Oklahoma city. Oh, the black mass. Yeah. That there were like these like Satanists who, mm-hmm. who had said they were going to like steal a host Yeah, and then would... use it in a you black know, mass. Yeah. And you know, there was a big, or they did it. And like, I don't know, there was a picture of it or something. Anyway. Yep. The, so, that was kind of the first where I was like, okay, wow, we really need to be more protective. And then, you know, this is, it's both a good and a bad. It's a good, you know, what I think both of our churches, we try to be very inviting. We encourage non-Catholics to come. And if they just show up on their own, they don't have, they're not getting instruction. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, that you know, they come with yep. a Catholic, but the Catholic isn't instructing them. Right, And so at communion, they get up and they get in line and they come forward and they watch the people around them and then they do what they did. And so what happens is people, you know, receive and then when they and uh-huh. they walk, they walk they start walking away and they have the Lord in their hand. And and you know, we I'm I'm watching, I mean, but I'm, you know, I'm trained in this and but like as even as I give communion to the next person, uh, and sometimes I'll stop and I'll and I'll just watch the person and if I don't see them take the host. Yeah. Well, now we've got to, you know, I mean for them. Got bouncers though. Well, I mean, we got ushers, but they're not they're, we don't, our ushers are not standing there watching everyone receive communion. <laughs> that would be um, weird. But they do that in big cities. Yeah. You go to St. Patrick's in New York, there's a there's a guy standing there watching everyone receive communion to make sure cuz there's so many, you know, people just coming in off the street. But I, I mean, you have, we've had, I mean, you've done it. Like you have to chase, you have to chase people down. And it's really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing to them. But we have to. I mean, I'm not going to be like, okay, to save that person from embarrassment, I'm going to then find this host in the pew. Right. Okay. So, yeah, the, so the reception no of Holy Communion. So yeah, you right, doing it right in front of the minister.
1: Okay. So what, one what of the interesting things about Satanists and those people who steal hosts you ready? They I mean, believe I'm, in
0: the real presence. They believe
1: so. in the real presence. You nailed it. It's like, yeah. these people believe this is truly Jesus. Yep. How? They don't like him. They don't like him, and they want to do harm to him. Yeah. No, it's, it's but actually... they believe. Yeah. And, and that, that's what, um, you know, in this, uh, the USCCB has called for this Eucharistic revival. <gasps> that's why we're doing this That's whole why deal. we're doing this podcast on this. Uh, and, and that is... What do we do immediately after we receive Jesus? You know, the saints give us all these little moments, like uh, Teresa of Lisieux says, take those five minutes because the Lord is in your mouth and in your body. Take those five minutes immediately after receiving Holy Communion and rest with Him.
0: My mom has a, uh, had a great insight after her mother died. My grandma, who was one of the first people to encourage me to be a priest, she, a priest, told her, you know, if if really if in the Eucharist, heaven and earth come together, Mm -hmm. there's this collision, you know. um, It's said in some of the church documents that you know the heaven and earth kiss on the altar, you know, that you know you have a loved one in your life that has died and you miss them, and if it's true. That the angels and saints, that heaven is present at every mass, then that person that you miss um, is is kind of with you in a special way. Uh And so after communion, you go to your go to your pew, and it's like a moment where you and your deceased loved one are kind of united in prayer.
1: To Jesus. I just love that. Unless they're in hell. Unless they're in hell. And then they're not yet. But purgatorily <sighs> and in heaven, yeah.
0: My mom is currently like, wait, what? Are you, don't, are you messing with my grandma? No,
1: no, no. I, no, I'm just saying. You don't mess she, with Peg Lodge. Pe- oh, Miss Lodge from New Hampshire. She she'll is. come at you
0: from New Hampshire. Is she from New Hampshire? From, from Boston.
1: My, oh. Who?
0: Who's from Boston? My grandparents. Oh. I did have a grandmother who was from Maine.
1: That's what I is that what you were thinking? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's Jermaine. My grandma Jermaine. But anyway, okay. it's a it's yeah. a nice moment. So yeah. So what do you do after communion? So one, receive communion in front of the minister. Make your way back to your seat. I would encourage you, that's not, you know, a social hour on your way back to your seat. <laughs> Don't be waving. Uh, <laughs> you're not looking for, you know, cute boys and cute girls and looking out for your friends and you know, going call me, call me later. Okay, no, none of that. Go back to your pew, kneel down, and and pray. What do you What are you bringing? You know, what do you What graces do you need for the Lord to
1: provide? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and,
1: thank, and thanking the Lord for that moment. Yeah, of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Very important. well. It, it, it's just it's also to rest with Him. There's the I I, I think one of the di- most difficult things about being a priest and celebrating Mass is the time immediately after I receive Jesus in the holy eucharist because I do the prayers that are prescribed by the church and then I just try to take um take time and sit with the good god and just like stand there and like even taste the wine that has become his blood Ooh. and even even to um to digest him slowly to consume him slowly uh, and and just it, it's a, it is a beautiful moment of uh, intimacy with god and, and so we should we should you know maybe get maybe even like uh, you know start bringing a little prayer to mass uh saint john has this beautiful prayer that just starts off with i love you lord <laughs> um the byzantine divine liturgy has this prayer uh, this prayer that says um uh, it says uh uh, Lord, I do not give you a kiss as did Judas, but Ooh. like the thief I will confess thee. Remember me, Lord, in your kingdom. Remember me, Master, in my kingdom. Remember me, O Holy One, in that kingdom. Uh, the communion of the saint. So, well, I think oftentimes we go back to our pews, and what do we do? We watch p- other people walk down yeah, the Yeah, don't. Aisle. I think that's the other thing. And, and so uh, in this moment, what we should be doing? We should be uniting ourselves because God is united with us. I mean, Maximus the Confessor has that beautiful line. He said, he said uh, 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 in the original Passover, the blood of the lamb was painted on the doorposts to give you freedom from slavery to sin and death and uh, to, to protect you from evil. Now we Christians have the new blood of the lamb painted on our doorposts of our mouths. Oh, that we are free from slavery to sin. Wow, and we are we are protected from the evil one. So there's these little phrases, even like that, that just says, "Lord Jesus, Passover Lamb, protect me and keep me free from sin." Jesus,
0: I love you. Yeah, Jesus, I love Jesus. I trust in you. Yeah, whatever's going to kind of keep you focused and um, yeah, not looking around. That's not the time to go to the bathroom. I mean, unless you really have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Um, that's a, be- it's a beautiful time to pray. I love it. I used to, I say this to our kids every year at, um, at first communion Yeah, is I point up at, up at the tabernacle, you know, I say, guys, you see this big gold box right here. Okay. That's the tabernacle. What's inside of the tabernacle. And they all say, Jesus, um, except for the really pious kids who say Jesus and they bow their head. Um, then I say, okay, now after you receive communion, you're going to become one of those. A saint? And they're like, what? And I say, "You, when you receive Jesus, you are, as a priest said to me once, you're a living, breathing, walking tabernacle. Uh-huh. And I said, now, that doesn't mean we know Then we don't, we don't like genuflect to each other. <laughs> but what when we say, I mean, that Jesus is living inside of you. And when, I mean, this is true of any food, right? You eat an apple, then the apple becomes part of you. You know, I mean, you digest the apple. The apple then move, You know, nourishes nourishes your your whole body, um, and eventually the apple, you know, ceases to be an apple. Yeah. But you you become you you are a, you are a Christ bearer. Yeah, yeah. You are you are you have Jesus inside of you.
1: That's beautiful, man.
0: And so then, don't go out like don't be all going out into the parking lot. You know, cutting people off. <laughs> Or you know, or you know, is, you know, after mass is okay. No, it's after mass. Let's get together and gossip. You know, no, don't
1: don't do that. Right? It should fill us with grace and peace and love and joy and. Yeah, I, I had a student in RCIA who was baptized Catholic and then was coming into the fullness of the Church. Never been first communion, oh, confirmation, finishing
0: their sacraments and, of and initiation.
1: Then, and then him and his fiance were were both in the same boat. And so then I did their wedding down in New Braunfels, Texas. And Chris said this beautiful line one day. He was he was working on his PhD <coughs> in, he's working on his PhD in like animal science. Oh. Like, like something about how cattle process food. And in the middle of RCIA that year, Catholicism 101, he when we were talking about the Eucharist, he raised his hand, and he goes, Father, I I have a question. Yeah, Chris. And Chris said, if what you're saying is true, and what and this is what we believe as Catholics, then the Eucharist is the only living food that any that we have to eat. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Wow. He said, said, because Yeah, Jesus is alive. Because it's a living breathing organism, the host is. Jesus is not dead like all the other foods we eat. You cut, bro- he said. You cut broccoli off. Breathing? The broccoli is dead. You a kill a cow. Breathing? You kill a cow, and you take its meat. That is a dead organism. That there, these things are are not living, breathing organisms anymore. Like I'm roasting Brussels sprouts. These things are Those dead. Are dead Brussels. Sprouts. They're dead. All of it's dead. <clears throat> he said. The, he goes. So what we believe as Catholics is the only food that we eat that is alive is the eucharist.
0: my dad told me one time he went to japan and they there's this dish they serve. yeah. this is to uh, counter your point. Yeah. and it's a fish. yeah. and the fish is alive. uh-huh. but but they like they like shave off parts of the fish and you eat it. While the fish is still alive,
1: but that meat is dead. Then, oh, the meat is dead. Okay, yeah. good point. I mean, I've eaten goldfish Count on the dare point. Counterpoint. you ever eating goldfish before the crackers? Not, no, no, like real goldfish are swimming, and you're like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, it was a. What dare is this co- college? <laughs> I was like 19, and my buddies were in college. It was a dare. You ate a live goldfish? Oh, probably six or seven. What? I didn't eat it. I s- just swallowed. That's a it. Terrible example for the Golded children. it down.
0: PETA's Pita. coming after you. Bro. Oh, you just, they're coming after Japan too. Of my my cutting, dad hasn't been in Japan in years. Cutting up. A, um. Okay, yeah. So the idea that, yes, what you have just received is the resurrected, we would say, right? The resurrected uh-huh. body of Jesus.
1: Not dead, but alive. Yep. Wow. Uh huh. He's alive. And that's the way you see him. That's the message on the post resurrection is. They don't say Jesus is dead. They say he's alive. They say, there he is, alive. And even in John chapter 6, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago in Catholicism 101. If you read it in in Greek, the language between bios, biological life, and yep. zoe, eternal life, is very clear because Jesus keeps saying, if you want eternal life, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Why? Because these things are alive. They're alive. They're more alive than anything else on the planet because he is the living God. That's what he says. I am the living bread that's come down from heaven. Ooh. more. Jesus is more alive than us? Yeah, because he's divine. How is that? Oh, there it is. Okay. He's divinely alive. Yeah. And he's human nature alive. And so in a way, you could say, like, he's more alive than us, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to give us his aliveness. He wants to give us that Ooh. divine aliveness. I just made that word Good up Lord, giver of aliveness, aliveness. Wow. All right. So that's a, it's a critical time
0: um, to use that time to to pray. Now, sometimes your t- your your prayer kind of get, can get cut short, you know, because the when the priest, <clears throat> you know, there's a there, we'll talk about purifying the vessels here in just a minute. Oh, but, okay. But you know, your time of prayer is like over when the priest says, "Let us pray." Like some, you'll see sometimes, and it's I'm not like it's. You'll see people like who don't stand because they're not done praying, and I'm like, nah, Whoa. you should you should stand. That was me, you know. Yeah. You should stand, and then after mass, you can you know, you can do kneel, your own and practices. Pray and pray more, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that time then comes to an end when the priest says, "Let us pray." Okay, so now in between the receiving the giving of giving of holy communion to the people and then the 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 closing prayer the prayer after communion uh uh-huh. things happen at the altar oh, so yeah. there's a bunch so when the when the mass begins really the altar should be empty generally i mean it has a, it has a, a corporal or a big you know a, a usually an altar, altar cloth, cloth. uh uh-huh. and then uh-huh. maybe a a corporal which is Excuse kind me. of a smaller white square yeah. Um, you know, there can be candles on the altar. Or, yep. You know, not no flowers, no flowers on the altar. That's right. Oh, really? Not allowed. Flowers are not allowed on the altar. Oh my gosh, I love
1: oh. this is a this is a I Father did, John Grant special I right did here. That. I made some small vases of flowers and put them on there for Easter. That was a couple They're of years. They're not supposed ago. to be on the altar. Dude, and the reason Jackson is just shame looked at me. He's like, the shook reason his is head. because things we were.
0: I mean, we were taught this in seminary. Like the the altar is not a place like. To put, like, you know, you're a priest and you have, like, your ex, you know, what you maybe preached from, or, like, your glasses. Oh, yeah. Like, priests, you know, like, that, that, they're not, altars are for sacrifices. That's true. And so the only thing that goes on the altar, it's, it's why some, I mean, I'm not one of them, but it's why some priests won't use, like, they use a, a stand for their missile. Because the missile, like they, some people would say, the missile does not belong on the altar.
1: I, I made strings that hang mine from the <laughs> ceiling. So uh, it won't touch. uh uh-uh. And I also made a torso stand and it, it hooks to my torso. It's like the same as a selfie stick and it just holds the It's book like of- the
0: camera from the the kid from Goonies <laughs> That's data. Right. And the camera comes out and it takes a picture. Okay. okay, so what, what, what Only what? people will some only some people get that. Okay, reference. so Okay, so we're talking about yep. let's talk about the purification of the sacred vessels. Oh yeah. Here's what the general instruction says. May I? Please. General Instruction of the Roman Missal says, After communion, the consecrated bread that remains is to be reserved in the tabernacle. All right? So this is when we say we believe in what we call transubstantiation. The very substance of the bread has changed. So if you go to some other Christian churches, they have what they would call communion but then, what what they would what they do? This is the difference between Catholics and other people. What they do after Mass or after their service um, is th- they take the bread that they've given as communion and they give it to people to take home, or they put it back in a box, or they put it back in the box and use it next week, like not and not in a sacred way, but like yeah. just in a. And there's a difference there. They, they're, they're, there's a belief there, and I I may not get this totally right, but that. They would say this is really Jesus during the service. I think that's called consubstantiation. Consubstantiation, but then when the service is over, it stops being Jesus. We would say no, <laughs> no way. So poor theology. The germ says care should be taken with any fragments remaining on the corporal or in the sacred vessels. So this would be like kind of crumbs or p- other pieces. Uh-huh. Now, why would there be? Why would there be any?
1: Pieces. Well, so when you, remember we talked about the fracture, give right? people the inside, like well, inside the fra- baseball, the fracture here. right. You know, there's pieces that are on there from the fracture right, and then uh, then there's just on the patent or even in the suboriums a little bit of dust, and then uh, it, sometimes you have some on on, Could your, be on your hands. yeah, yep. on your fingertips. So what do we do about that? Uh, that's called the abl- ablution prayer. Of. Um, ab- Dissolving, but water is the. They pour water. Sometimes I think they also pour like I've seen seen it in the Tridentine liturgy. They pour wine. Clear Creek Monastery, they pour wine over your fingers and then a little bit of water, and uh, to purify the chalice oh. and purify your fingers. So we don't we don't pour wine. We don't pour. But wine.
0: you'll occasionally see either either like uh, yeah, a server could come over and pour uh, water over the fingers. Yep. Of the priest what we do at saint francis xavier and i think you guys do too is we have up by the tabernacle oh yeah we have a little Oblution glass bowl. it's a little glass bowl it's very nice it's not you know it's not we we don't use it for dinner you know i mean that's that's its purpose and in it it has water and i go up and i dip my fingers in it yeah and then that water is changed out on a weekly basis and that water goes down the, the sacrarium, which is a special sink yep. that we have in the sacristy that goes <clears throat> not to the sewer, but directly into the ground. Yeah. So you might see that, just what we would call the the ablution cup. Okay. Then it says, The deacon returns to the altar with the priest and collects and consumes any fragments. Uh-huh. When more of the precious blood remains than was necessary for communion, and if not consumed by the bishop or priest celebrant, the deacon... Uh, the deacon standing at the altar immediately and reverently consumes all of the blood of Christ that remains, assisted if the case requires by other deacons and priests. That happens at big masses, yeah, big ordinations or uh, big a big uh, you know some kind of big celebration thing.
1: Yeah, um, okay. there could
0: be there could be a lot left over. Okay, so what do you do with what do we then do what do, what do we do with the hosts? Then the hosts go in another saborium and into the tabernacle and back to the tabernacle. So yep. when you walk into a church and you see that red light yep. above the tabernacle, when you go into a church and you genuflect, you're not genuflecting to the altar or to the crucifix. You're genuflecting because the Eucharist Jesus. is is there. And where does that Eucharist come from? It comes from masses that
1: were celebrated, yeah. you know, over the course of uh, The tabernacle a week. I, I don't know the date of the tabernacle's arrival, but it, it dates back, I know at least from architecture to the two hundreds. Yeah, I was going to say third century because they they realized
0: you know that there were people who were unable to come to Sunday mass, and so they would they wanted to bring communion to the sick, but then the question was where do we keep? Yeah, I mean that's
1: where tabernacles first came from. Yeah, where are tabernacles in the Bible? Uh, all over Exodus. <laughs> all over Exodus. Exodus. And For man, what? What was the purpose of them?
0: Is where God dwelt. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, we just didn't make these names up. We just took yeah. them right out of yep. the Jewish world because because that's what that's what's going on in the tabernacle. It's not just a, you know, a fancy sixteen thousand dollar gold box, Jesus said. Remember is that, that how line much in, tabernacles are? You know remember that line from uh, the uh from the Gospel of John where Jesus says, No one puts the son of man in a box. And then but we're like yeah. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> All right. Then the germ says the Just sacred kidding. vessels are to
0: be purified by the priest, the deacon, or an instituted acolyte. Oh, yeah. The chalice and other vessels may be taken to a side table where they are cleansed and arranged in the usual way. Other sacred vessels that held the precious blood are purified in the same way as chalices, provided the remaining consecrated bread has been consumed or reserved and the remaining precious blood has been consumed. Um, so what we do is we and on Sunday masses, we purify after mass. Um, and that's partially because there's, there's, a, there's a lot to do there. And so we make sure that all the precious blood has been consumed and the tabernacle, you know, the, the hosts are go back to the tabernacle and then the deacon purifies the vessels after the mass. Do you guys do it after mass. I do. I do right, right, right after mass.
1: But we are also we don't have. I mean, you have like four hundred communicants a weekend, and we have like. I mean, you have four hundred communicants yeah, in each mass, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we have four hundred total, four to five hundred total. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's a um, there's a it's couple of lines here. It says, "Then the priest may return to the chair if appropriate. A sacred silence may be observed for a while." Remember Bishop Before Slattery?
0: Slattery. B- Bishop Slattery, man. He remember he there was that one time he told us he wanted us to he wanted two minutes of silence after communion. Do you remember that? Do you know how no. long that no. is? It's so long. So he whenever he celebrated the Mass, like at Bishop the, Kelly yeah. or some parish or he would go back to his chair, sit down, and would just sit there. Wow. And it got I don't know i i I always admired that I, 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 I hesitate to say this out loud like I don't know if I can do that
1: no, I sit no, there for like I
0: sit there for like twenty seconds and then I'm like, okay, we're ready that's good, you know, I don't know, but anyway the the it does call for some sacred silence, so you don't just like immediately oh yeah go into it, okay, so that brings <laughs> us maybe maybe uh, next week we can do. The prayer after communion and then the final blessing. Oh wow, America. That'd be awesome. Okay, wow. so yeah, so the priest goes uh, to the chair, kind of kind of sits down, um, prays for two minutes. Oh, maybe we should we we we're gonna run out of time, but we should talk about when when are the people supposed to sit down? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. No I think one that's knows.
0: A, <laughs> no one knows. But I think that's a I think that's a big one that maybe we can cover. Done the next time. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We yeah. uh, we are so excited that you are listening. Um, yeah. We're just, <laughs> we're just fired up. We're fired up. Hey, uh, the new defensive coordinator at OSU. What? He's going to be a parishioner. Stop. Let's go. Lucky.
1: It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Go folks. Peace.